to me. Oh, hey there, everybody. Well, you probably guessed by the title of this week's episode and the song that I was just singing that it's my birthday. Now, this week, I'm going to turn 45 years old. Um, really stopped celebrating with big parties years ago, except maybe 30th or 40th. Well, it was that special time on my 34th birthday when the Steelers were in the Super Bowl on my birthday, and I was gifted with a, a jersey, and we had a big bash. And But most of the time, we keep big parties for the kids or for special milestones. But when we think about birthdays, some people look at them by saying things like, ready or not, here it comes, another year, getting older. That's not how everybody looks at them. For some, their birthday is a very joyous event, especially for the young. Birthdays mean presents and surprises and cake and being the center of attention. I mean, look at all the different milestones we hit as we celebrate birthdays. As kids, birthdays are a big deal. Excitement hovers all around the room. The cake sits on the table, and the guests are all singing to you. And then with one huge puff, the excited child blows out the candles. Everybody claps, and the guests get filled with sugar. And in just moments, the child opens their gifts, and the guests let out oohs and ahs. And it's a big old celebration. Then you turn 10. You finally hit double digits. And then you're 13, and the seemingly long wait to become a teenager is finally over. But then the miserably long wait turns 16 until you can start driving. Just ask my son, who will be 16 in a few weeks. Then the wait until you can vote at 18. Then turning 21, and we have adult responsibilities, moving, jobs, taxes, college. Then the decades, 30, 40, 50, and so on. Some people celebrate a second childhood. Some have a midlife crisis, and before we know it, retirement and celebrating our golden years. And though some years go faster and some go slower, the fact is that birthdays come and go and time moves along. Then one day we wake up and say, good grief, where has my life gone? James 4.14 in the scriptures says this. This is the amplified version. Yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. There's a big difference between just living your life and living your life, knowing that your life is a vapor in the expanse of time. Time is precious. Every minute counts. See, most of life is lived in the gaps between what we could probably call great moments. The peaks are there, things we remember, the celebrations, but the valleys really seem to stand out. As human beings, while we celebrate the high points and know they happen, admittedly we tend to evaluate our lives by the negative. Rather than celebrating the successes, even if just one, we focus on the lousy week we just went through, or that lousy thing that happened, or that unfortunate circumstance. You see, we tend to evaluate our own lives on an emotional scale. And at times, the disconnect between the literal and the emotional is huge. And sometimes it's discouraging. Remember, gaps are normal. And expecting gaps and, quote, riding the waves is essential if we hope to maintain a life of faith and discern the plan God has for our lives. If we know we're following the plan and the purpose that we're destined for, we need to accept the gaps between great moments. And most importantly, we need to learn how to live in these spaces, which can sometimes seem 
dull or uneventful. We never know which days, which hours, which moments will prove significant. Obviously, we have a few exceptions, like the standards of birthdays and graduations and weddings, and the, but the list drops off after those few predictables. So my question for you that I want to address today is this. Just like we celebrate birthdays, how can we make every day a celebration? What do we need to do to take every moment, every opportunity, and make them count? I'm sure many of you have heard the phrase, but what does it mean? Live life to the fullest. I'm sure that phrase means different things to different people. Things like following your dreams, going on adventures, being spontaneous, checking items off your bucket list, having fun. For some people, it could also mean having as much as they can, whether that's money, material things, relationships, or something else. For someone looking at the eternal, seeing life as both this life and the life beyond, what does the phrase living life to the fullest really mean? I want to challenge you today with three things that I think are important for us to think about and follow as we live out our lives and how we can savor each moment and make the most of every opportunity. You see, many times we get so caught up in the details of day-to-day living and responsibilities that we just don't allow ourselves time to seize the moment. I mean, we've got deadlines, commitments, distractions, obstacles, and though we really want more, it just doesn't seem to be within our grasp. No one wants their life to be just average. Most of us aren't okay with average, even though sometimes we don't want to admit it. By nature, we want our lives to be full. Advertisers know full well about this, and they've used it for their advertising slogans for years. I'm sure you've heard phrases like, just do it, or enjoy the ride, or who says you can't have it all. The first thing we can do to make sure we're living life to the fullest is to find our purpose. If I was to ask anyone listening to this, what is your purpose in life? Would you be able to answer it? I'd probably get a thousand different answers. Things like, I'm supposed to be good at my job, be a good parent to my kids, whatever it happens to be. While all the things that we do are great, they're really secondary purposes. The question is, and you've heard me pose this before, what is your primary purpose in life? In other words, what is your reason for living? Everything in creation has a primary purpose or a reason for existing. And to truly be successful, to truly be able to live life to the fullest, we must fulfill that purpose. Here's a practical example for you. What's the purpose of a pen? Of course, it's to write. Now, what if you have a fancy, gold-plated, monogrammed pen with your initials in this fancy case, but it has no ink? It might be pretty to look at, but it's not really fulfilling its purpose. So instead, you're ready to sign an important document, and you use the 10-cent Bic stick pen instead. It fulfilled its purpose and did the job. Now that might seem like a simple, yet maybe reaching a little bit, illustration. But just as a pen has a primary purpose, every one of us has been created with a primary purpose. We can have as much stuff as we want, do as many things as we want, have as many friends as we want, but to be honest, our lives will feel like they're missing something, maybe even without meaning, unless we find out what is our purpose, our reason for living. Orison Martin said this, 
There's no greater sight in the world than that of a person fired with a great purpose, dominated by one unwavering aim. In order to live life to the fullest, we must know and live out our purpose. Secondly, we must admit that living life to the fullest is a choice. I know it's hard to think about, but look inside yourself. We all have a deep inner desire for something more. That life is more than being a success, having money, having lots of friends, or whatever. We all dream of something that goes beyond all of the stuff we experience on a daily basis. But you see, in order to appreciate what we have, to dream beyond our circumstances, to reach the lofty places God has called us to, we must make a choice. Philip Brooks, a pastor from the 1800s, penned these words. When we recognize that no man is ever to be saved except by the fulfillment of his own nature and not by the restraint of his nature, when we recognize that no man, no personal individual man is ever to be ransomed from his sins except by having opened to him a larger and fuller life into which he has entered, we seem to have displayed to us a large region into which we are tempted to enter and which is so rich and inviting to us we immediately begin to ask ourselves if it is possible that there should be such a region. We all have been given the power to make a choice, at the deepest level, to yearn for something more. And you see, despite what circumstances may tell you, life lived to the fullest is available for everyone. It's available to everybody to to seek and to ask for and to go after, regardless of who you are where you're from, or the circumstances that surround you. And no, I'm not saying it's easy. Where it is truly a switch we can turn on and off, because it's a choice, it's not like we'll flip the switch, the lights will always stay on, and everything will be perfect all the time. Especially when you choose to live out your God-given purpose. The enemy has every reason to go after you, and to distract you, and to tempt you, and to sway you. And it's all about the choice. When we choose to, life is full. Any kind of change is threatening. You might not want to admit it, but you know it's true. We're all creatures of habit and often resist change. We're comfortable with the status quo. We have to make a choice to acknowledge our need if we want to experience life to the fullest. And there will be times when making the choice will be hard. And there will be times when we'll make the wrong choice. We might feel like we lose one or two rounds here or there, but we must realize this. Sometimes we have to. We get to reactivate that choice, only to find, in fact, we're not losing anything. Following his plan, his purpose for us, makes us the winner every time, even though it may not always seem like it. And the last point I want to share with you today is this. In order to live life to the fullest, We must, 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 I cannot stress this enough, allow ourselves to discover. More than just uncovering and following our purpose and choosing to make decisions that support that, we must allow ourselves to discover the tremendous promise that's in store for each of us. We must allow ourselves to discover who we truly are. We must allow ourselves to discover blessing and abundance and emotions and circumstances that may, at first, seem foreign to us. We must allow ourselves to realize that we can forgive and we can be forgiven. 
and that as humans, we aren't perfect. But in God's eyes, his plan for us is perfect. You see, the abundant life Jesus offers each of us understands all those things about us already. He knows you can't be perfect in your own strength and to allow yourself to discover that truth, to take a deep breath and admit that we're learning along the way. Jesus is our example of how we can live a full life, even today, in the midst of pain or when we're experiencing disappointment, poor choices, temptation, and things we may not want to admit. So if we're stuck or don't know which way to go, how do we go about living life to the fullest? Well, summing it up, we need to change direction in our lives and allow him to work in us. But that's only the beginning. The next part is really the hard part. We must imitate the example set for us. So we ask God to take a certain habit away or prune away a particular behavior or maybe even as difficult as it is, separate us from unhealthy relationships or relieve us from undesirable circumstances. And those now empty spaces can be filled with something more, something beautiful. Any of you out there ever heard the phrase, redeem the time? Our vapor of time on this planet was designed to count for something significant. And regardless if you're young, just starting to live out your purpose, or if you've been on this planet quite some time, and thinking it might be too late, let me assure you, it's never too late to start living life to the fullest. None of us know if we'll be here 20 or 100 years, so start buying back the time. Stay focused on what lies ahead. In a loud and what can be chaotic world, hear your calling and keep to it. So, it's my 45th birthday this week, and while I might get a few gifts, I want to leave you today with this focus. All of us have been given a gift. All of us have a divine purpose that when we earnestly seek it, live it out, remove things from our lives that stand in the way of fulfilling that purpose, we then live life to the fullest. So today, I challenge you to ask yourself, am I truly living my life to the fullest? Am I living out the purpose I've been called to? Am I looking forward and not behind discovering what I need and what I don't along the way, and am I making those changes in my life to put me in the right direction? If you're struggling with how to find that purpose, I encourage you to dig into the Word, pray, seek guidance from spiritual leaders and trusted friends. Because you see, choosing to live life to the fullest is like a new birth in your life. It gives you new perspective, new abundance, and new joy. And all of you have the ability, and God wants you to live your life to the fullest. So my friends, you couldn't give yourself a better gift. As I get to celebrate mine this week, I celebrate with those of you living life to the fullest today and say to you, happy birthday. As always, I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cube.